Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 730 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds argue with each other. <laughs> All right, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs>
I'm not going to lie, I sat down to watch this one, and I'm yeah. like, boy, I wish I could recreate our thought process from, what, two years ago, trying to figure out yeah, why this... is this one in the helmet? Although, I saw a famous person's reaction to this movie, and then oh. I was like, oh, you know what? This totally makes sense now. Who was the famous person? My all-time favorite comic book writer, artist, John Byrne. John Byrne. Right? Yes. Uh, John <clears throat> Byrne called this really a Jack Kirby New Gods movie. So I've got a quote from him. Oh, shit. The best New Gods movie, in my humble opinion, is Masters of the Universe. I even corresponded with the director who told me this was his intent and that he tried to get Jack Kirby to do, to do the production designs, but the studio nixed it. Fuck that. Check it out. It requires some bending and an occasional sex change. Metron becomes an e- ugly dwarf. The High Father becomes a sorceress. But it's an amazingly close analog otherwise. Wow. And Frank Langella's Skeletor is a dandy dark side. Uh, it is the best motherfucking thing in this movie. Like, sure. spoiler for the end. God damn it. Thank you, Frank Langella, for making this movie tolerable. So do you know why he took this movie? Because there's kids. Yeah, right. It, Which when, is- when a big... Huge actor <laughs> takes one of these. I'm like, oh, they have kids. They've got kids. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know Frank Langella had kids. Yeah, who knew? Uh, who's uh, uh, who's the person who did it because of their grandson? Um, yep. Oh, uh, just uh, talked- Richard Harris. Richard Harris for for Harry Dumbledore. Potter. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> he didn't give a shit. Yep. I saw that just as the movie was starting, and I was doing some of the quick hits, you know, looking around online to see what kind of material was out there. Because mm-hmm. I remember when this came out. But I saw that, and then. I was really happy that I saw that right at the beginning of rewatching the movie. So that was in my mind the whole time. Now, my expertise in New Gods is like a millimeter deep. Darkseid and uh, Darkseid's brother, o- Orin, Orin, are really the only ones I know. Okay. But isn't that, isn't that all of like Apocalypse and... Sure, and sure. Like That's what I mean. Like Darkseid Mr. and anything, Dissad and all of it. and all oh, those. Right. Mr. Miracle. Sure. Right. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. So... Orion, Big Barda, these are all... Those what are did all... I say? I meant Orion. Okay. Orin. Orin, yeah. Not Orin, Orion. Yeah. You're right. Okay, so that's about all I know, but... Yeah, and, the, you know, they're in uh, the Justice League movie, the Boom Tubes. Oh, are, sure, sure. Are, uh, that, new God's invention. Right. The, the big miss, in my opinion, the big miss in Justice League is that we don't get Darkseid. Well, we'll get to okay. what the <laughs> original we ending of that movie was supposed to be. All right, we'll get to that. So how cool would that have been if Jack Kirby had been able to do the production design and Eternia looked like a Kirby New Gods universe? Yes, but the second best thing in this movie is Eternia production. That throne room, all real, first of all. It's sure. like one of the biggest sets. Right. Multi, multi-level sets, yep. Jesus, that's gorgeous. Like, if you don't know this movie is bad and you sit down to watch it, you'd be like... Those opening credits were a little hokey, but damn, that throne room looks great. And oh, Frank Langella is fantastic. And then the movie just takes a nosedive <laughs> into Shitsville. Yeah, right. But right. like the first, I don't know, 45 seconds of the film is really good. Yeah. Past, the tra- past that terrible opening dialogue and like Star Wars had sex with the Superman opening. I, well, okay, and- let's, okay yeah. Let's, <laughs> hold, let's hold, hold on. Okay. Oh, boy. Right. So I wanted to share that note. Um, so clearly you didn't see that, but it is interesting. <laughs> That's fantastic. That, right? Um, so let's talk about some production stuff. So this is a 1987 movie <sighs> starring Dolph Lundgren. So his second appearance on our podcast. And this is... This is this pre Rocky eighty seven. No, it's it's post Rocky. This it's is post his this Rocky is, appearance. This is post Ivan Drago. Is this like, his second thing? Do? I think this is like his second thing mm. because a lot of his dialogue is very clearly eighty yard and also 
Still really hard to understand. <laughs> he's kind of got the Arnold. He's kind of got the Arnold Schwarzenegger thing. But going. he's wh- where is he? F- Belgium? Where's no, he he's from? Sweden. Uh, Swedish. Swedish. So yeah. a view to a kill is his first thing. Vens. Then that's eighty five. Then okay. also eighty five is Rocky. Yeah. R- then this is eighty seven. So eighty seven okay. is Masters of the Universe. Oh, and, and then, then maximum potential is, video. And then eighty nine is Punisher. Yeah, we get Red Scorpion in eighty eight. What? I never we, even heard of that. Yeah, I remember it. It was who was it? D- was there a um, scorpion that was red? Or is no, he, no, he's he's he is the he's oh are they? He's a, putting he's him a in Soviet as a special yeah, forces guy, and he gets betrayed. And yeah, do you think Sweden's like, hey guys, we're not part of that? That's right. What are <laughs> you doing? Hey, that's pretty good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like, was that your um uh, <laughs> Sven? For, oh, not Sven. Uh, the uh, Oaken's trading post. Got it. Got it. Got it. It sounded a little bit like, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. I'm, no, he's from Louisiana. Oh, right. right. And he's like 33? <laughs> right? Still. Yeah. Okay, so 85, we get View to a Kill and Rocky IV. Mm-hmm. 87, we get Masters of the Universe and some video credit for Maximum Potential. I don't remember that. 88, we get Red Scorpion and RPG 2, a short. Oh. 89, we get Punisher, and that's where mm. we picked him up from before. So, yeah, this is still really, really, really early now, in his career. Before we talk about the lack of acting ability at this point for Dolph Lundgren. He's gotten a little better. Um, we should probably point out that he's like a fucking genius. Yeah, he's uh, he has a degree in uh, chemical engineering, I believe. Yeah. Um, he is a, uh, what's the, uh, Fulbright? No, what's the academic program? He is... Not Mensa. No, 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 no. Hang on, I've gone down this... <laughs> Damn it, I hate it when I go down these stupid... Rhodes, is it Rhodes Scholar? Hang on. A rogue, a Rhodes Scholar, <laughs> not a rogue. Not a scholar. rogue. Um, Fulbright. He received a Fulbright scholarship to MIT. Yeah. I don't know what the Fulbright is. Uh, the Fulbright program is one of several United States cultural exchange programs whose goal is to improve intercultural relations, cultural diplomacy, and intercultural competence between the peoples of the United States and other countries oh. through the exchange of persons, knowledge, and skills. Persons so much smarter than myself. It's Got a it. very prestigious and competitive fellowship program. Good for him. Um, yeah, I mean... That's all from Wikipedia, yeah. so... <laughs> yeah, I... <laughs> you, you didn't think I just had that? Yeah. Just pop that right out yeah, of Yeah, so he is a very intelligent guy. Sure. I love his later... Late in career comeback in the Expendables, I think he's yeah, great he's great there. in the Expendables. Um, and you know he is. Look, this is clearly when they're like he's a menacing-looking foreign guy, right? He's the big bad in Rocky, and then they're trying to figure out what do you what do you do with him? And maybe he this man, is, right? But maybe this is just because of the smart. One of the smart things that uh, Warner Brothers did is like, oh, Gal Gadot has an accent, so everyone on Themyscira. Has that same accent? Sure. Everyone should have had a fucking Swedish accent from Eternia. Listen, I don't think I don't think they were going that deep in the production. I think Mattel no, not was back like, in eighties. I think no. Mattel was like, "Oh no, our toys don't talk. Oh, the people are going to talk. Great, yeah. What'll that sound? Like? Oh, we have new toys, and that toy's name will be mentioned eight billion times during this movie. You can create a drinking game out of how many times they say Gwildor and have to go to the hospital for alcohol poisoning. <laughs> It is every other time. Did, did Gwildor? So he is Motu movie only. Oh no, no okay, that's he's a standard for or- oh, Orko. Right, right, who also was not from the original toy line. Orko was a creation for the for cartoons. the cartoon. Right. So right, Gwildor- there was the original toy line. Then they made the right. cartoons, much like Transformers. Yep. And then added some stuff. Some of the mercenaries that we'll see later, except for one, yep. are all for the movie. 
Right. But Mattel had a toy line in the 80s, Masters mm. of the Universe. Mm-hmm. I had an oh, yeah. original Masters owner. Yeah. Couldn't get He-Man because he was sold out. But I got, um, uh, what was his name? He was the, the winged, oh, I just I just blanked. He was like the cosmic. Um, oh, yeah. And he had the funny glasses. Yes. Con- yeah. Condor? No, no, yeah, no. Yeah, no. I, think, I think I'm right. <laughs> no, no. Listen, they did not go deep on these names. No, no they, they, hang on. It is Condor. You owe me a Coke. <laughs> it, it's it's a thousand percent not Condor. I'll bet a ten thousand mm. um, dollars. Okay, this is the guy I had, Stratos. That's who it was. So I got I mean, Stratos. It's pretty, it's pretty close to Condor. Yeah, but it's definitely. I think he's not just Condor. giving like five thousand yeah, dollars. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. Uh, so I mean, I had this toy line. It sure. was huge. Oh yeah. Then they did a cartoon. Filmation, they, right? Was did um, the cartoon right? I think it's Filmation. Yeah. But you know the whole thing with Filmation. No. I'm not going to remember the cell count per f- per frame, but they did it like at half. That's why everyone moved. Like, hey, we are fighting. Rawr. No kidding. Yeah, that's filmations. Uh, they did all the Hanna Barbera stuff. Okay, I'm assuming that must clearly be like a cheaper way to oh, do. Oh, 100. It. It's uh, the Herculoids. They also did. Yeah. So He Man and the, yeah, and Herculoids, which is like a 60s era. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So He Man and the Herculoids. Masters. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no. So the He-Man and the Masters of the Universe with Orko that you referred to, that's 83 to 85. Mm-hmm. So uh, he was he was an established character by the time this movie came out. He-Man? No, no. Oh. Orko. He, he Why was. Why is he not in this film? Well, I, I wonder. Aside from we need to sell a new toy. Was Orko a toy? Could you? I 100% had an Orko toy. Okay. He was like a wind-up toy. You put the little ripcord in him, and then he would run around like he did in the cartoon all the time. I wonder if they created Gwildor for the movie instead of Orko. Well, one, we don't have this whole the, the whole Prince Adam Cringer. Cringer's not there. No, there's and no Battle Cat. There's so no. Battle Cat was original toy. Uh-huh. Cringer was created for the ca- cartoon. Right, because he was just a he was just green a tiger that kicked ass and took names. But I wonder if Orko was a creation of the production company of the animated series Filmation. Oh, and they and they have retained to pay ownership. Yeah, so I, which an actor in this movie has a story that goes along with that. Okay, we'll, you, I'll talk we'll about, talk when about we when we get to, when okay. we introduce him. Yep. All right. Uh, there was a He Man and the Master of the Universe cartoon in like the early two thousands. Yep. That's supposed to be really good. Uh, I never. I'll, I'll loan it to you. I bought it on DVD for. Is the it boys. good? Uh, you I know not, it's be, it's better. So I actually don't think the original cartoon was good. Oh, it's. Pure crap. I did not like Prince Adam and Cringer. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, I actually think that the 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 reboot yeah. is actually better. Yeah. Okay. I'll loan it to you. I got it. I bought it from oh. the boys and they they liked it. I mean they liked it I for like, like I like He Man. They're not gonna rewatch it, yeah. No. I gotta be honest with you, watch this movie. I'm intrigued to see if it gets redone, which it's theor- supposedly in production. They've got a guy. They've we, got a guy playing He Man. We talked about it last episode in Max Steele. Right. He's an actor, but I don't know. Honestly, I, and apologies to this actor. It just he doesn't he doesn't look like He Man, and he hasn't changed his profile picture on <laughs> to IMDb. Anything that would make you think because he could when be- they hired Henry Cavill, the picture that he had on there, he was thinner and he had long curly hair. I'm like, that's Superman. Within like a couple hours, I went to go show something. Like, look at this. This is it. Oh, oh, that looks like Superman. <laughs> Movie gets directed by David Odell. And then his directing license gets taken away from him after this movie, right? Well, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe this is actually his directing debut. He's o- <laughs> no. I only see I only see three directing credits. Two in 87, Masters mm-hmm. of the Universe and Tales from the Dark Side. And then really? in 89, Martians Go Home. I know Tales from the Dark Side, but Martians Go Home, haven't even heard of. Is yeah. this guy still alive? 
before I uh, make too much fun of him. I believe he born in 43, so he's right, uh, good for him if he's still alive, but you made a terrible garbage movie. <laughs> he's got more writing credits. Um, Cry Uncle in 71, which I've never heard of. Hmm. One of my favorite cop buddy movies ever. 1980s Running Scared. I thought you were going to say Turner and Hooch. No, but no. Now, have you seen Running Scared? Uh, Billy, Billy Crystal and Gregory Hines with Jimmy Smith as the bad guy? Yes, but when I was a kid. It's been a while. Well, I'll say this. You need to rewatch it. Okay. Wait, am I? Nope. Nope. That he, is he not Running Scared. Oh, no. It's a 1980. Oh, written by. No, this is it. Yeah, okay. Uh, so it's not the movie. It, there's a Running Scared with Billy Crystal and Gregory Hines. It's a phenomenal movie. This is a 1980 action adventure starring Ken Wall and Judge Reinhold. Oh, boy. That's very different than Billy Crystal and Gregory Hines. I'm really disappointed now. Oh, I. Okay, never mind. I'm not nearly as impressed with this guy. But he also <laughs> he also has a writing credit for The Dark Crystal. Oh. And in 1984, a writing credit for Supergirl. <sighs> now, so that's the writer. Uh, the you know that this movie, production-wise, has a connection to another movie in the helmet, right? Well, I don't know. Canon Films was oh, producing this while they were making Superman for the quest for peace. <laughs> well, I feel like that pretty much tells us everything we need to know. Yeah, because the production value on both those movies is absolute fucking garbage. Now, Gary Goddard is the director. Mm -hmm. He does not have a whole bunch of credits. Which is a good thing. Well, yeah. Well, hang on. It gets interesting. Um, so he's, he's got some producing and directing credits. He started up, interestingly, he started this um, company that does uh, amusement park rides. Oh. Especially rides based on movies and stuff. The mass really? and stuff. But he's probably more uh, famous for being involved. He, is, he was one of the people named in the allegations against Brian Singer. He was another person that was... Alleged oh, no. to have abused um, this actor, Michael Egan well, III. Well, now I hate this guy even more. Yeah. Now, <sighs> Egan withdrew his lawsuit against Goddard in June of 2014. A couple months later, dismissed all of them. But then in November of 17, a different actor, oh, actor Anthony Edwards, wrote an essay on Medium in which he alleged that Goddard molested him and raped his best friend for years, starting when they were 12 years old. Goose? Yeah. Um, Shit, I didn't now, know that. Yeah. Now, Goddard, of course, through his publicist, uh, denied the allegations. Of course. In 87, Goddard was tied to an actor who later accused him of sexual assault, and that actor later committed suicide. So he's certainly he's certainly not... Uh, well, then I will definitely not be kind when we talk about this movie, yeah. because this guy <laughs> sounds like a fucking monster. Yeah, so you got that going on. Um, my last project... Uh, production note that you know I'd like to talk about is money. Oh boy! So this film had a budget of twenty-two million dollars. So in eighty-seven, that's no, come on. That's a that's a good that's a respectable budget. <laughs> yeah, but I'm no, I know. Sure. I'm just saying. Where did co cocaine? Like, cocaine. It's got to be cocaine. cocaine. Uh, and would you like to know the worldwide box office? Worldwide, uh, one point four million. Seventeen million dollars. Okay, that's. Now, Wikipedia now set, now calls this, it says that it is now regarded as a cult classic. Sure, there are people who love this movie, and if it's anyone in the TSPHC army... <laughs> get out. No, 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 don't get out. You're allowed to love what you love. Just, sure. no, we're not going to be kind just about this. Tell us why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you, oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah. If you love this movie and you listen to this podcast, 
call in. Send us an audio clip at superpodherocast at gmail.com because... Only Cap writes letters. Tony. Rebut us. Yeah, let us know how, if you like this movie. Or if you really hate this movie, you want to just... Get you some pent- on, yeah, on. Go. come you on know, in. The water's warm. Look, we, unfortunately, we we've said many times uh, how much we love. How did this get made? And sure, I love the uh, messages Paul's play. Holy they, shit! They used one of ours for Captain America Two: Death Too Soon. They sure did. So yeah, let's uh, whether you love it or hate it, um, send us a note. We'll uh, maybe it'll make it into a future episode. What about from you? Production notes? Almost no, cast. no, 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 really? no. No one wanted to be connected to this. <laughs> I just know that uh, initially they were going to dub all of Dolph Lundgren's lines. Really like uh, Hercules in New York with and Dolph asked to be able to do them again uh, as ADR and that's what we get so this is like he got a second chance at some of these lines and some of them I'm like what did you just say because what <laughs> I'm having trouble with your accent uh, well, and I'm not making fun of his accent I just want to be clear it's sure. just real hard to understand him sometimes well good for him for asking for that second shot yep. so very smart I mean he's a smart guy Instead of just being like, yeah, sure. Because you know if they had dubbed him like, hello, I am He-Man. I have the power. It would have been all like... Would have been 10 Red Browns. Did you ever watch the 90s X-Men cartoon? Occasionally, like... I didn't sit down to watch it, but I've seen it in passing. So they hired a bunch of Canadian uh, theatrical actors to do all the voices. Come on. And didn't give them a whole lot of background on the characters, and it fucking shows. That mortar looks a little thick, Storm. Better add some water. Big expert. Always giving orders. Making up for your screw-ups, gumbo. Too bad you don't know how to do anything but pick pockets and steal candy from babies. Oh, look out! Damn it! What do you think you're doing? He better be more careful with his mouth. You better stop worrying about my mouth and start worrying about these. Why don't you boys calm down? You afraid I'm gonna hurt him? I always thought you had a soft spot for that Cajun. About as soft as you, fathead. I don't have anything else. You don't have anything else. Last uh, IMDb. Okay. 5.4 out of 10. <laughs> what? Oh, well, cult that, classic. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah, that must have come up in in recent years. Yeah, Jesus Christ. All right. And I bet you it's going to get a lot more play once the Netflix show drops. People are like, oh, let's go back and watch this. Oh, no. Sure. And, and if they do go forward with a new feature film... Presumably that'll re, uh, you know, re- draw more attention back to this one. Mm. All right, so we got no reshoots and reactions because <laughs> episode f- one of season three just dropped uh, a week yes. ago. Yeah, yeah, a week ago. So, so um, but uh, I expect probably by the next one we'll get some stuff cycling in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that brings us to. So since we are guys with beers talking about movies with capes, what are we drinking? Thanks, Bob. You are hiding it so hardcore. Well, I, you're I, hiding I, it probably like the director's this movie. It hit his penis. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> fuck this guy! Oh. All right, I kind of like this new game of, of surprising you. So to be fair, we've moved to this thing where you don't know the beer until right now. Yeah, I like it. So our beer, of course, comes to us from our good friends at Branching Out Bottle Shop in Township Five in Camillo's best beer selection in the Central New York area. So pick this beer up. And this one was a hard, this one, I'm not going to lie, kind of struggled a little bit with this one. Sure, sure. I was like, maybe we could go like the skull motif. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, eh, I don't know. So our beer t- today comes to us from Dogfish Brewing, which is oh. a favorite out of uh, Delaware. Uh-huh. Uh, the beer today is a India Pale Ale brewed with monk fruit extract. Ooh. But it is a, it is their low calorie, low carb IPA. Uh-huh. 
and the title of the beer is Slightly Mighty <laughs> Locale IPA. Love it. Because if there's one defining characteristic of He-Man, is that he's, he's a mighty mighty. man. That's right. So I'm very interested in a locale IPA, and I'm hopeful and it's, it's also going to, going to be fruit forward, which I can now say. Uh, if you don't listen to Patreon, that's a joke for the Patreon only. Got it. <laughs> It's got a nice smell. Oh, you know, Monkfruit's very lo- tasty. A locale IPA. This could be. Mm. This might go into my rotation here. All right, let's try this out. Ooh, it's it's got almost a little bit of tartness to it. Uh huh. But it's got but a nice not, flavor. Not pucker tart. No, Ooh, that's good. It's only four percent alcohol. Which oh. Also, like a session beer, left you can have a few of them. Which is nice since it's only one o'clock on a Saturday. <laughs> so uh, the can says this locale IPA is brewed with mighty aromatic hop varieties that deliver tropical notes with a slightly sweet balance provided by the monk fruit extract. I gotta nice. say, I, like, I really enjoy this. I will be buying this beer again just for the fact that one, it's four percent, so I can have as many of them as I'd like to. In uh, the 95 calories, 3.6 carbs, that's pretty good, too. And since I'm trying to watch my weight, since we film all of the rehearsal, and I've been going, <laughs> oh, I'm fat. Mm, well, that is a delicious beer. I will have to be p- picking up some more of that. That's, that's good. All right. All right, so we have a beer. We've got no production notes. Let's whip the rip. No. God damn it. <laughs> hey, Casey, what do we have? Uh, we've got a beer. We've talked about all the production notes. Let's rip that bandaid off. Let's talk about this movie. All right. We were supposed to record this a while back, but you had to go to Connecticut for your job, which is fine. Uh, The only downside was that I had to fucking watch this movie twice. Oh, see, I would not. Yeah. Because it'd been so long, I'm like, I don't remember. I gotta, I gotta watch you br- it. Again. You brain dump. Yeah, I, I brain dumped it. Yeah, sure. I was like, kind of sat, was thinking yesterday at work. I'm going, okay, and then, when, uh, well. <laughs> like, I was trying to do long uh, algebra or something. I'm, I'm long very, algebra? That's not a thing. <laughs> no, it's not. A thing. Long division. Long That's division. There yeah. it is. Um, so I asked Danny if I could. I was going to watch this upstairs. She said, No, just watch it here. Uh, the bear was on his iPad. Sure. Danny and the bean were doing something with her play phone. Uh, and this opening <laughs> credits happen. And I just kind of see the bean slowly look up and get this very quizzical <laughs> look on her face. And then the music starts at the beginning. And she goes, Ugh, what is this trying to be? Star Wars? Oh, yeah. Go, yeah, go hey, ahead. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, we have regrouped. Yes. We now have, for the first time on the podcast... His his podcasting debut. The Noodle. The Noodle. Hey. Now, you got kind of sucked into this movie, did you not? I, I did. <laughs> what did you think? Well, I didn't think a lot. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so the Noodle came downstairs. I was halfway through the movie. Uh-huh. Noodle comes downstairs to get some breakfast, and... You know, walks through the living room, sees the screen, and I see a confused look on his face. <laughs> uh-huh. So then he just kind of sits down in the chair over there on the side, <laughs> and then that turned into watching the rest of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Did you like it? Uh, I liked it. Didn't like a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're not wrong. Yeah, that scans. Some of it was mediocre. <laughs> sure. that's a, That should go on the re-release. <laughs> Some, some of, of it, it was mediocre. <laughs> so give us some. Okay, so what are the what did what did you like in the movie? Well, I thought that the pink car looked cool. The, oh, the pink, pink, 
pink Cadillac. Sure, okay. sure. Actually, it's probably easier to go this way. What, what did you, you like? not like? <laughs> well, I didn't like Skeletor. You didn't like how he looked? I didn't like anything about him. Wow. <laughs> Hot take from the noodle. Well, you are familiar with the cartoon where yes. he's a little campy. <laughs> yeah. And I think you were expecting, you were surprised by how scary he was. Yeah. Is that a fair statement? That didn't look like a skeleton. No. I, I mean, I'll give you that. It does not look like a skeleton. I have a note for that. I'm like, his skull does not move like a skull. It flexes and bends like skin, not like a skull. Mm-hmm. You were not also happy with the battle tactics? Yes. <laughs> what did you? What was the question you asked about the bad guys? What were they wearing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so when the bad guys were shot, there was just explosions, and then they fell over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and... For instance, when there was uh, a dude on a flying disc, he got shot in the chest and the disc exploded. <laughs> yep. <laughs> You're yep. not wrong. <laughs> what about when Skeletor got the power? Did you like battle armor Skeletor? It was like yellow. <laughs> yep. Any other, anything else you want to share? No. Okay. No, that's okay. Okay. Well, Noodle, thank you so much for giving us your... Quick review, hot takes on this movie. Yeah. Do you want to rate this in um, you know, 1 to 10 raspberries or what, whatever oh, rating yeah. method you like? You so Noodle's a big fan of fruit. So, uh, Or any other way you want to rate it. It's like when you get a box of raspberries and then there's just two that have weird white stuff growing on them. Oh, yeah. And then you try to eat them, but they taste really bad. So you end up spitting it up into a napkin, and then you forgot what's in the napkin, and when you go to blow your nose, you get raspberry all over your nose. <laughs> That's accurate to this movie. Thank you. Thank you very much, Noodle. Glad to be here. <laughs> would, would you like to promote your YouTube channel? Because you oh, are here. yeah. My YouTube channel is Commander Cluck 6. I'm a gamer and a jokester. <laughs> That's true. It's accurate on both you do share your name on your channel so i'm okay to share it here if you're okay with that yes so what's your what are you what's your tagline oh, our on your first channel? of the children that have code names yeah. getting revealed gamer joe here coming at you <laughs> so go check out commander cluck six on youtube uh and check out gamer joe coming at you yeah gamer joe thanks for joining us today from now on you will be gamer joe yeah on the podcast well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> All, <laughs> All right. right. <laughs> Go back to your gaming. Go back to your warmongering. All right. All right. Back to this movie. So, uh, so, so yeah, the bean. So this movie attracts kids like it, like a magnet. No, no, the bean it, didn't, had it didn't. Wanted she didn't nothing stick. to do with this movie. Uh, so Joe really, Joe she, really did. Like yeah. he's so then he got up to eat and. Ri- and he sat here at the island so he could keep watching it. <laughs> the Bean only had one more comment, and we'll get to it in a second. It's okay. coming up. Just with the opening of this, if you didn't know what time period this movie was from before the the, the credits, the graphics, and the music starts, uh-huh. between the, the cheesy videotape-level graphics <laughs> and the synth music, we are in the 80s. We are. like, But seriously, the, the Motu theme. The theme song for this movie has John Williams heard this? Yes, Jesus Christ, one hundred percent. He should sue twice because they're ripping off two of his properties. Bill Conti was the composer, and like, yeah, I was so struck by it. Literally, probably within the first three minutes, I had to go look and see who it was, and then see if there's any link. I didn't see a link other than 
oh yeah, we want it to sound like Star Wars. And there's a couple other things that very specifically are callbacks to Star Wars. And again, oh, 87. You mean the robot stormtroopers in this movie? Oh, the robot stormtroopers. Yeah, there's there's a number of pieces. And yeah. they are made robots so that when He-Man kills them, he's not killing real people. Oh, uh, do we hear them, that mm-hmm. they're robots? How do yeah. we know that? Because they explode. And it is... It's, explosion like a piece of machinery oh i didn't i yeah, just thought robots. that was the blast okay all right it's it's muddled because one of them says later to evil and it's difficult like nothing i've seen before aren't you a robot mm. what the fuck yeah they, happening? They, I, i'll be honest with you i wouldn't know they were robots until you said that okay we get a voiceover as castle grayskull is revealed to us it doesn't look bad the castle itself is okay. When we get inside Castle Grayskull, holy shit, that I'm, is an amazing set. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know that I was as impressed about it. It's all real, are. man. So, okay, that's probably cool. To be fair, like they were in a like, massive sound Like today, stage. that would be uh, a giant green room and they would just computer sure. generate everything. Yeah, but that's, that's all fair. real. That's fair. I've got the voiceover, unless you want to drop it in. Yeah, we can drop it in. Okay. At the center of the universe, at the border between the light and the dark, stands Castle Grayskull. For countless ages, the sorceress of Grayskull has kept this universe in harmony. But the armies of darkness do not rest, and the capture of Grayskull is ever most in their minds. For to those that control Grayskull will come the power. The power to be supreme. The power to be almighty. The power to be... Masters of the universe. But it's hitting the points from the original toys, the cartoon. Mm-hmm. And, and the it actually line. finally makes the Masters of the Universe line make sense. You're like, oh. I think it does for the first time. Right. And like the main plot of this movie, sans half of the, more than half of this movie taking place on Earth, it's a cool plot. Like we jump in in the middle of this conflict. Skeletor has won. Skeletor yeah. has taken over Castle Grayskull. He's kidnapped Judith Geller. Uh, you didn't get that. Damn it. That's, forget you don't watch Friends. Christina Pickles, the sorceress. Yes. She's Monica's mom. On, oh, so it's funny great. that they had that one little scene together. Oh, that's Because like at the end when they had that scene, like, in eight years, I'll be your mother. Bye. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, that's a great point. It certainly has a number of the elements that we like. The action starts right from the start. That opening, like, uh, Skeletor walking down the hallway, I'm like, oh, so this might be a good movie. Well, that's Darth Vader and the Stormtrooper. So there's, so Star I Wars put, reference I, number two. I put him more as the Emperor. Uh, yeah. So, He's so very Emperor, Ian Darby. Emperor slash Vader. Yeah. But he has, but the look, the, the cape, the boots, it looks like Vader striding. Mm-hmm. So the music is first. Skeletor and his troops are second. We'll, there's a few more we'll count up. I just love every time Langella takes a step and puts down the his goat staff. Yeah. For no apparent reason, has a, no, a ram. It's a ram. Yeah. But, and that's from. Oh, the original toy had, had him. Oh, I had Skeletor. But he had why? The, Was there ever, it. Do you remember anything from the... No, no, and and looking at it now, I'm like, boy, they made some odd choices. So the castle is Gray Skull. Mm-hmm. The primary villain, Skeletor, has this skull, has a yeah, skull face. He should, have, he should be well, living in Gray and Skull. Where's, and where is Skeletor from? Snake Mountain. Snake Mountain. Why? Yes, exactly. Why not Bone Mountain? Uh, phrasing? If you're looking for a 
connection. There isn't one. And but that's there not should be. this movie's fault. That's been canon. Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. But since it's a cartoon. It's and again, listen, this was a Mattel toy. And they sold a shit ton of these toys. Jesus Christ. But they just threw ideas out. And I'm sure you want toys that they're gonna be interesting to look at so kids want to play with them. Mm-hmm. So Skeletor the toy was great, you know, and Castle Grayskull, which I owned, sure. was great. I can't remember. I think I had, yeah, we had Grayskull. We never got Snake Mountain. Did they make a Snake Mountain? They uh, had to have, They right? must have, right? Because I, I, I actually think the Snake Mountain was a later, I think that came later. Yeah, I don't think it was original. And I think, you know, when I bet you it came out is when She-Ra was uh, <gasps> brought in and Hor- Hordak, was that his name? Her villain? I like, don't remember. Like the Oh shit. They totally had the Snake Mountain. Ooh. Oh shit. That's yeah. awesome. Hordak was his name. And it was a weird Yeah, and you know what? I think this was created. That I almost wonder if that was a cartoon creation. There he is. There's Hordak. Oh yeah. He's a late yeah, so he's that like later generation. He's She-Ra's foil. Okay. So the 1980s toy version of Snake Mountain looks a little like its filmation appearance. So I think it was created by the original cartoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I couldn't remember. So Hordak, here's how weird-ass this animated series was. Hordak's uh, alias, yeah, Hector, with a hyphen. Sure. An actual hyphen. Yep. Kerr. Let's just yeah. put a bunch of words together. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, again, you can't go any distance in this um, to get away from the toy roots. I mean, it's just all throughout it. But then, like, the costumes don't make any sense in this no. movie. Skeletor's dressed like the Emperor. Slash Darth Vader. Right. He has stormtroopers for some reason. He man's dressed like a fucking barbarian. But then Man at Arms and Litor is that her name? Tila. Tila are dressed like they're Starship reje- Troopers. They're rejects from Starship Troopers. Yeah. yeah. It, but you know what? Again, if you think in terms of new gods, that mix of I've got an axe and I can blast lasers from it. It does kind of have that. Sure. Mi- um, Joe couldn't understand why He-Man was using a blaster. He's like, doesn't he have a sword? I go, yeah, he's got one of those too. It's just <laughs> yeah, a way. Yeah, yeah. They just throw this stuff together, and the, the movie tries to bring it all this in. This movie tries to be Star Wars, because we're six years removed, or excuse me, four years removed from Jedi, so mm-hmm. it's still like, it's, when's the next Star Wars thing coming? Sure, sure. Here you go, kids. And even to the point, did you did you catch when they're rounding up all of He-Man's troops, and down at the bottom of the screen, there's a Stormtrooper-esque person uh, walking some of the Starship Trooper rejects. No, I missed it. He trips on a rock. Oh, come and on. Do- and doesn't even like try and recover. He like trips and then looks like, what did I just trip on? <laughs> oh, rock. <laughs> okay. Uh, you and know, they left it in the movie. Who, right. Th- listen, there was a whole lot of who gives a shit in this movie. Or were they like, well, there's the Star Trooper that bonks his head in, in uh, A New Hope, so we'll have a fun little moment too. No. No, no, no. You bring up an interesting point. It is an interesting place to start telling the story from. Skeletor's one. And it's been so decisive that there's a reference right at the beginning that He-Man is leading the resistance. Mm-hmm. So that sounds like Skeletor is firmly enough entrenched in power that the people resisting them. It, the, it's Star Wars. Yeah. They're trying to be Star Wars because that's one of the fun things that original Star Wars and and the new ones do, too, is like they'll reference something, but it, it never is brought up. Like sure. you never see the... The, you, they just start telling the story. Well, perfect then, example, but they decide to put it in solo. The Kessel Run. Right. Kessel Run was this magical thing. We're like, ah, oh, and then we got that shit ass thing in that movie. Why do they use a unit of measurement? <laughs> Where I would expect time. Mm-hmm. Yes, sure. No, that's fair. That's fair. So 
so Skeletor has won. His troops have taken Grayskull Castle. The nice little moment here with the hollow emission saying, like, I've won. Blah, the Holosphere. Blah. Did you catch that there was a delay? Because you see, like, three different holograms. The head right here, and then farther down, it's, like, le- waist level. Oh, and I then didn't see it's that. full all the way down. And you get the echo. Like, if you were the camera and you're standing at the peak and watching all of those, you would get an echo effect. People of Eternia. The war is over. My forces are victorious. The sorceress of Grayskull is my prisoner, and her powers are now joined with mine. Let this be my first decree. Those who do not pledge themselves to me shall be destroyed. No one actually gave a shit in this movie. Interesting. Skeletor and his troops, they hold Grayskull Castle. Evil Lynn, his lieutenant. <laughs> Meg Foster. Right. The coolest eyes in Hollywood. Co- <laughs> She's quoted as saying, I get so much sci-fi work because they get an extra credit with my eyes. Those are her real eyes. Really? Those are not contacts. Oh, that's striking. Well, good for her. Listen, she she's working with it. Um, now, the sorceress, another important character <laughs> who was never a... Yeah, she was. She wasn't, a, she wasn't an original character. Yeah, she was. She had a weird bird head thing. Uh, I don't think. Oh, fucking dare you! Maybe she was when they expanded the. To- oh yeah, action figure. Yeah, she was later when they expanded when they no, started. She was expand- T- she's just Tila repainted. She came out the same time as Tila. Can you see the release date? It's, Let me it's, see. Hang on. This was not one of the. Well, Tila and Evil Lynn were the same, but see, these are the later characters. So here's the earlier looking card because the original s- series of characters was much smaller. They. Ex- Listen, I'm sure. Uh, you know what? Oh, here we go. Here we go. Second series. Yeah. Those are characters from the mini comics. You know what there is right now, um, and I, we've only watched, I think, the first episode, which is about Kenner and the Star the Wars toys toys. that made us. The toys that made us. Yeah. They've got in the promo shot on Netflix. They've got a picture of He-Man. The original. The- there. Yeah. The original one. Yeah. There must be a He-Man episode. I'm gonna have to go watch. Now I'm gonna have to go watch that one. Damn. But but it's. I wonder how much I'll bet you. I'll bet you these toys made a bazillion dollars for Mattel. I mean, sure, it's what kept them afloat. Sure, and that's why they're like, yeah, we'll make a cartoon, we'll make a movie, um, and they're to be they're great fun toys. But yeah, okay, let's get okay. back to this fucking movie. We because so, so far we're about three minutes in. So first, he managed to introduce. He air quotes kills the stormtroopers because we're not entirely sure if they're robots. I, I did not pick up on that, but he I believe you. Kills them or he disassembles. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're 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 robots, Marty. They, they, <laughs> oh my god, I don't want to die, Rick. You said they were. I mean, they're 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 bureaucrats. They're they're mine. Okay, yeah. All right, there we go. I went short circuit. You, you went. went Rick and Marty. Yeah. yeah. When <laughs> when He Man first shows up and he's just wearing that thong. The bean you goes, mean what you mean first the BDSM harness? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, the bean goes, oh, that's disgusting. That's <laughs> gross. Why would they do that? I'm like, okay. <laughs> that's a reaction you can have. Yep. Let's talk about the first fight, which to be fair, again, otherwise we should have liked. Because five minutes in, we get our first fight. He-Man shows up. Kick ass, take names. Except let's talk about how the fight was shot. First of all, how do we know it's a fight? <laughs> well, do we know it's a fight or is it more just a tussle? It's li- but it's literally like 
unlike Michael Bay, where the camera moves so fast that you don't have time. Well, it's like an arm swings, but it's against nothing. And then a punch is through. like, you can't see what's happening in the fight because literally what's happening is not in frame. It's right. it's not even like moving fast. It's not in frame. It's such a shit. I just fucked. Okay. It almost makes me wonder. Later on, it doesn't. The, the movie doesn't follow this pattern. But that first fight scene when He-Man attacks the troops bringing Gwildor, mm-hmm. that almost looks like comic book panels. The way they frame those shots yeah. was like literally just a sword swing, like Ang Lee's Hulk. Yeah, in a, t- in a tight. Thing. Yeah, it's. I mean, if that's what he was going for, he abandons it because that the only fight looks this way. Mm-hmm. But it looks stupid on film. Sure does. Well, it might be one of those things that works on a page and does not make sense. Maybe they film. shot it that way, and then they watched the dailies and went, "Oh, this is garbage." Oh no, we can't go back either. So, I guess this fight's just going to look like this. Well, I almost wondered like you probably could have you probably could have shot those in about 10 minutes cuz it's literally there's no background. Uh-huh. There it's no one and it's not even all of Dolph Lundgren. It's literally like a hand and a sword. Well, there's a fight a at the end that very the, clearly uh, is they went we're out of money. Yeah. Uh shit. Put up some funny lights. Yeah, yeah. That's it, yeah. So, okay, now we're going to really start shitting on this. Okay, which, so which is appropriate. If you have never watched this movie and you are familiar with the cartoon and you went, "Wow, Orko is annoying as fuck." <laughs> Let me introduce you to Gwildor. <laughs> the character I hoped died every scene he was in. Uh, and we know this because everybody says Gwildor Every time they reference it. It's played by the great Billy Barty, who I cannot sure. believe you don't know who he is. Was his I do voice now. familiar to you? Yes. Yeah. I feel like this might be one of those movies where we just talk about the things we want to talk about. Are you yeah. okay with that? <laughs> so can we can t- we talk about Gwildor's mouth and that it never matches up to what he's saying? Can we talk about Gwildor eating the ribs? Oh, on Earth? No. how disturbing was that? What did, was barbecue he drinking? Sauce. It was either barbecue sauce or gravy. Oh God, damn it! Yeah, and and, and in high and and uh, I mean it's not actual 4K, but watching this on my 4K TV, I was like, that's clearer than I ever needed to see. The fake beard is like <laughs> matted with the liquid and the ribs. I was like, oh, but where did that go? He poured some. Uh, I guess unless the cup, but the cup didn't look. It was messy on the outside. I, he probably I, just Cookie Monster. Watch this. Cookie. 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 That's right. But We've never talked about there. this. No, what? no. Cookie Monster, when he eats a cookie, the puppet, obviously there's no hole. He just takes the cookie and crumbles it as he's pushing it in, and it all just falls out the sure, sides. Sure. Which I always feel bad for the puppeteers because they're getting they covered in clean cookie. That. Yeah. <laughs> he was... probably just poured it all into the fake beard. Which is why the beard gets all yeah. mad. Oh, oh Jesus gross. Christ. <laughs> So we should keep some semblance of how the fuck did this... Listen, how did we get to Earth? Okay. The cosmic key. Okay. So Gwildor's a, an inventor. So he's made, you know, one of the infinity He's stones. made the boom tube, right? <laughs> well, I love that we keep going to separate <laughs> pop culture references, but equally, like, as ripping off. Sure. Like, 100%. Boom tube, cosmic key. Yeah. It, uh, it's a Tesseract, because it's, it's space, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so it allows him to open doors between worlds. And that's how Skeletor got into Castle Grayskull without anyone knowing he was coming. He boom-tubed his way in there. That's right. That's what she said. Excuse me? That's what she said. <gasps> that's what I'm now going to call my dick, is my boom-tube. Aubrey, I'm sorry. <laughs> Honey, I got some, I, I got I'm some so sorry. exciting news for you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
<laughs> okay. Let me know how that works out for yeah, you, buddy. Yeah, I, I totally will. You've got a comfortable couch, right? Sure. 100%. <laughs> you got a, it's a pullout. Really? Nothing. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so Gwildor made a second one. There's this weird well, moment it where... it was his prototype. Right. So Skel- so Evil Lynn tricked him and stole his original one. Skeletor used it, but he still had his original prototype. Oh, okay. I was about to say, oh, I thought he had the prototype. No. He has a prototype. She, uh, she Skeletor took- has the master. The actual, yeah, yeah. the finished product. Mm-hmm. Why do Tila and... Um, Man at- her father, Man-at-Arms. Which is not part of the... Yeah. Oh, it is? He yeah. is their father on the... And he's the that guy actor. He is. He was the police chief on Hill Street Blues. Yep. He's, he's he's great. He's great. He's doing what he can with this script. He's like, ah, I'm gonna try. He either John, is trying his heart. I'm sorry. What's his name? John Cipher. So John Cipher is either a trying his hardest because he knows he's in a bad movie, or does not realize he is in a terrible movie, which happens from time to time. An actor is just like, okay, these costumes look a little hokey, uh, but. I guess I guess this is what the kids like these days. Do you know what his TV debut was? What? He was the prince in the original 1957 production of Rodgers and Hammerstein's Cinderella opposite Julie Andrews. Ten minutes ago I saw you. I looked up when you came through the door. My head started reeling. You gave me the feeling the room had no ceiling or floor. If you go to his IMDb page, oh my god! There's a shot. I'll, there's a shot of him in a sound studio singing with Julie Andrews. But Hill Street Blues, great. Oh show. sure, that's that's yeah. what it, it. Those are yeah. But wait, can we talk about how epic is that fucking mustache? <laughs> that is a must. That's a mustache I mean, that you respect. No, it's listen. Your mustache wishes it, that it was that mustache. Uh, that's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so this will probably be the last episode we record. Now with we'll have to mustache. record during. Okay, one with mustache. (laughs) They go to try and steal the other key. Skeletor's forces have tracked them down. Right. Why does Man at Arms hide with the rest of them, but then yell out, giving away his fucking cover? Your wondrous sorceress will die. You dare threaten her life? I dare anything. He's a military man, right? Oh, yeah. He he just blew his cover. He's hiding behind the thing. For all Skeletor knows, He Man is the only one there. They didn't see Man-at-Arms and Tila and oh, fucking Gwildor. Why does he yell out when they're hiding behind the throne while Gwildor is trying to get the key oh to open up? Oh, my God. Up? I totally forgot about that. So, and he's right. like, and he... So they jump from... They're in Gwildor's cave. Skeletor's troops room. have tracked him. Gwildor takes no, him no, back No, no. They're door. not in Gwildor's cave. They're in Yoda's hut from yeah, Return of the Jedi. They right. bought that's it really cheap. Really cheap. Gwildor leads him out of the back door, and then all of a sudden, you're right, they're in the throne room in Castle Greyskull. Right, because the, the back door his... leads to the underground caverns of uh, Castle Greyskull yeah. that are apparently a fucking thing. It's ridiculous. This mo- <sighs> But again, that's there's this movie doesn't bother to try and make sense of itself, so that's no. why I don't feel like we need to go through in any Beat particular for me. So yeah. up to this point, I'm with this movie. Yeah, Gwildor is annoying as fuck. <laughs> yeah, He-Man looks like he belongs in a gay porn from the 70s. No, that's 80s gay porn. Okay, well... Because he... So at one point he raised his arm and Joe goes, he has no hair under his arm. I was like, yeah. Yeah, that's he's, right. He's got, the, uh, he's got the kind of long hair that I had at that he, time period. He's dolphin is, smooth. It's not, a, it's not a mullet. It's a beautiful mane. It's all over and long. I got news for you, buddy. It's pretty much a mullet. It's not a mullet. No, because it's not short on top. T- it's, TSPHC it's Army. Not, that is not a mullet. That's, it's a party mullet. That is a Richard Marks hairdo. Which is a mullet. 
No, no, it's not. <laughs> Have you seen my driver's license from that era? No. Oh yeah. Okay, I'll sh- <laughs> I'll show it to you sometime. It's a beautiful it's a beautiful mane of hair. Okay. Okay. It's it's you know what it's Mel Gibson's hair in Lethal Weapon. Sure, that's fair. Which is a mullet. Mm-hmm. Gwildor opens a gateway because they're trying to leave. They drop the cosmic key. They jump through, but then a grappling hook. But not even a grappling hook. Like it's it is claw. literally it's a claw, claw machine. machine claw. <laughs> Claws are master. And they're, they're just on chewing up the scenery. Or, oh, oh, yeah. I, With the exception of Dolph Lundgren. My my question is, how much weight did Frank Langella gain from eating all of this set? <laughs> like, yeah, he is having the best fucking time. It, but, you know, I feel like the makeup he's in, the story, the sets, like if you don't get there and do that, then you're probably not in the right place. You know that he is, at least the last time I looked, credited this as being one of his favorite characters of all time. That is that is awesome. And I like, I liked, I've liked he, him for a long l- time. Listen, I liked him even more now. This movie sucks. It's <laughs> like, a horrible movie. We are not going to mince words on that. Frank Langella is fucking fantastic. I would watch a Skeletor movie. This Skeletor. Oh, sure. Oh, 100%. He-Man and his buddies escape to Earth. They're in possession of the key. They're trying to figure out a way to get back, not just into They're the They're not in Grace. possession of the key. They lose the key. They lose the key. On the trip to Sh- Earth. Sure, sure. They're trying to find the key and figure out the frequency that will take, because the universe is music, mm-hmm. right? Figure out the frequency. That Which will... I like, too. I like that piece that of the puzzle. Idea. I was yeah. like, okay. Yeah, sure. But th- they're trying to figure out exactly the frequency, the tones that will take them not only inside the throne room, but will pierce the force field that is trapping the sorceress. And then mm-hmm. presumably, once she's free, then everything changes. Right. A bunch it, of it, shit happens on Earth. And this is where the movie's weird. It's really about the fish out of water, the Eternia people on Earth. Why not just make it an Eternia movie? I, I'm not going to lie. Because it was cheaper to shoot in Burbank oh than my God, that's... to shoot in the middle of the sure, desert. Sure, sure. Okay. They blew their. They probably blew their budget. I bet you, yeah, first does- draft of this movie was all Eternia. Then they built Castle Grayskull set, and they went, "Well, oh, we're done." You know what? The twenty-two million. I. I'm no joke. I bet you ten no, went to that's that. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. It's all really there. Yes, None of that sure. is like no, matte painting sure, or anything. Sure, sure. That's a fucking expensive set. So let's hit some of the big beats because I'm. I. I'll be honest. How about with you. I'm not go through- weirdly hitting on the cow? The cow, that's weird. Yeah. Uh, you know what? That was actually kind of funny when he was just sitting there. His ears were animatronic. They, they up moved and down up like and this, down. Yeah. Well, let's talk about some other characters. Arguably the biggest star in this movie is the Earth Girl, Julie, played by... Not at this Courtney. point. No, I mean, now. in terms of looking backwards, yeah. Courtney Cox. Sure. There's a wonderful character actor, which where they are in town, which is, you know, Anyville... USA mm-hmm. looks very much like it could be from Back to the Future, which, which is appropriate. Strickland, yeah. James Tolkien. He's great. He's got a real attitude problem, McFly. You're a slack. Well, okay. wherever they are, Julie weirdly has to take a bus to the airport. Did you catch that? When he gets in the car with Kevin, Kevin's like, so what time is your bus to the airport? Kevin, you just fucking driver. What are you doing? Yeah, she's lost her parents. Again, there's this whole... I don't know if you caught I this. I don't know if you caught this. The plane crash... That Julie's like, it's my fault. Hey, Julie, no, it's your dad's fault. He yes. was flying the, the fucking plane. We don't learn that to the very end, but yes, you're right. Fuck. I'm and, like, it's, and it's a plane to Catalina. Which, so they're somewhere in California. Right. A little hop. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, it's it's probably a little sandpiper. Something sure. like that, yeah. Let's talk about uh, wait, wait, Star wait. Wars ripoff number 
Let's see. Before we, we get had, there. We had music. Okay. We had Vader and Stormtroopers. Uh-huh. Then I think it's number three are the mercenaries. <laughs> they are basically the Empire bounty hunters, right? Sure. That's exactly what they're doing. And only one of them is an actual uh, Motu character. Right. Beast so Man. Beastman was one of the originals. Right. Now, and I started to get to this earlier, Blade and Sorod got <laughs> characters because of the movie. They right. made figures for them. But Do you know the history behind Blade? No. So if you notice, he's wearing like He-Man underwear and chainmail. He was supposed to have full chainmail on, but yeah. that actor, who's a stunt fighter, couldn't do all the blade work in it. So sure. it may have been Dolph Lundgren. It's been a while since I looked up the notes on this. I think he was the one that was like, why doesn't he just sweat? And that was Arnold. Uh, why, <laughs> wait, why does wait, he... wait, but I'm sure Arnold stopped by the set to say hi to his buddy oh, Dolph. Hello, what did he Dolph. Say? How are you doing? Oh, Jesus, I can't do it now. <laughs> Fuck. Lost it. I lost it. I lost the thread. <laughs> Anyways, Dolph Lundgren is, I think, was the one who was like, why does he just not wear pants? <laughs> oh, that's ridiculous. Karg is the one who's first leading the forces. He is apparently was envisioned as a half man, half bat. I'm Batman. Which makes no that. sense except for his, his except head. for his face. He has no yeah. wings. He he's missing a hand for no reason. Hook. Yeah, it's, uh, it's and the most impractical hook. Like you're not going to do shit with that hook. That hook is a can opener. It's like a the can opener rat. and like an ass scratcher. That, that's <laughs> all it's going to do. Oh, that's horrible. Hopefully, he cleans it in between. That's probably just, not. That's, uh, see, it's it's not actually half bat. He just has some sort of weird fungal infection. Oh, that's horrible. And then so, the lizard guy who I didn't realize Sorod. Yeah. Until the second watch has this little tiny dinosaur tail. I totally did not see that. <laughs> when they're running out after they're chasing Julie from the uh, gym. The warehouse. Oh, from the gym. <laughs> he's running and he's got this little. Flopping around back there. Take it off. The cool effect of the. The throat. Like but you know how they're doing pouch? that? It's an air bladder, right? The guy in the suit. Yeah. Has. Because you never see. He's got a, a guard right here over his face. He's got a right. tube in his mouth. And he. And he just puffs into he it. He puffs it. Yep. That's that. It that's looks a pretty cool. Effect. Yeah. That's like one of the best effects in this movie, <laughs> that's, which is that's pretty bad. Ooh. Okay, so Kevin. Yes. Who is a? Yeah. Okay. So you got the. Okay. Go ahead. He's a Star Trek actor. Yep. All right. He was in an episode, First Duty. Is that what the name of the episode is? Mm, television. Hang on. Star Trek. Next Generation. You want to go to gen. first? So that Star Trek. Uh, the first duty, yeah. Holy God. Do you remember the name of his character? No. Cadet first class Nicholas Locarno. Locarno. So Locarno gets in ninety two Wesley and the rest of these cadets to do this really dangerous stunt with um, with shuttlecrafts, and someone dies, and no one wants to admit they did the dangerous move. It's where. Uh, Greatest Generation listeners, it's where we get the... The first duty of every Starfleet officer is to the truth, whether it's scientific truth or historical truth or personal truth. If you can't find it within yourself to stand up and tell the truth about what happened, you don't deserve to wear that uniform. Is that a Picard speech? Oh, Picard dresses down Wheaton hard in this scene. That's got to be pretty good. Because he asks him the question, and he's just sitting there, and he's like, what is your response? And he says, I choose not to answer. And Picard... He's not you having it. You choose not to answer. Your captain asks you a question, cadet. And you're just like, uh-oh, bad times now. So, Lacarno was going to be the, the character on Voyager. Oh, okay. 
But the writers realize, oh, if we do that, we have to pay the writer of First Duty uh, for every royalty, single sure. episode of Voyager. So character they just created by renamed him, and he's pretty much the same character. He's a douchebag. Lieutenant Tom Paris. Pa- Paris is a douche. And it, <laughs> and like a lot of people's headcanon is, no, no, it's the same character. He just changed his name. Because he had a bad rep. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, so he's got a lot of credits. Mm-hmm. Um he also was an executive producer and directed a bunch of episodes of Chuck. Really? Yeah. I loved Chuck. Yeah. You uh, know what I loved about Chuck? It wasn't this movie. Oh. Let's see. What else on earth? So if you're watching the movie, there's a visual cue at 38 minutes and 30 seconds. Kevin, Julie's boyfriend, has mm-hmm. taken the key to visit his buddy, Charlie, at the music <laughs> store. Right. Um, now, at 38.30, you see the key in profile as mm-hmm. they're looking at it. There is attached to the top of the key. It's a plastic clip. So I'm familiar with them from like the. Oh, it's like like the, the before carabiners kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. The military, the Alice system, which was which predates the Molly system, which is a, a way of rigging gear like mm-hmm. equipment. Um, they had these big, you know, they were like the nylon plastic clips, and you'd push them in and you'd push the sides. Like, yeah. But. It's just basically one of those almost like zip line to the top of the key, and uh-huh. it's there so that they can clip it to a sling when they carry. It. I was like, yeah. they're just flat out there. There's no reason for that to be there. Nope. Charlie uh, Kevin has not modified the key to add this. It's no, just, it's just attorney they're ready to carry it. Apparently it has the same yes. technology. Yes, that's right. Uh, I really love Charlie's. Like, oh yeah, yeah, I've seen this before. Like the thing that the guy that that a record store owner would do. Like I've seen this instrument. I know all instruments. Sure, sure. <laughs> and I love that uh, the Kevin, music store Kevin totally calls him out and goes, "No, no, this isn't Japanese." Also, mildly racist. Well, oh, it's Japanese. Well, yeah, but no, but like, what are they the, mistaking it for? A guitar? It's some new kind of Japanese synthesizer. Remember, Japan developed a lot of electronics oh, in that true. area of the late eighties. Yeah. You know, which is the rise of MIDI, musical musical instrument digital interface, mm-hmm. allowed keyboards to communicate with other devices and stuff. Like there was this whole explosion of. I mean, that's why the synth is such an '80s sound. Sure, that's why the Princess Bride. P.S. Do not remake the Princess Bride. Oh, fuck. Uh, is all synth. It's, sure, it's all done MIDI. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think just at that time, it's not racist. That's just so much musical technology was coming out of Japan and ja- right. specifically Japanese electronics companies were, were creating these things. My question. Yes. Did Kevin know he was being broken up with? Uh, he certainly doesn't act like it. But th- when she first gets in the car, he's super awkward. And then he's like, you can take a later flight. And she's like, Kevin, don't start that again. But then when they go to the, the gravesite, he's like arm around her, like still acting like, a- listen, in college, <laughs> I had a girlfriend who got a Carnival cruise line, and she told me, hey, when I'm on this Carnival cruise line, I don't really want to be with anyone. And my stupid 20-year-old brain was like, fuck you, you know? Like, maybe Kevin's just a little more mature than 20-year-old Casey. (laughs) But he's supposed to be, what, 17? Mm, No. Or is he he supposed to be older than Julie? No, he's he's playing at the high school. But- but he's got a lot of equipment. He's got his own van. I take him as like a young. I think he's twenty. He's and, not a and student. Julie seventeen. No, she's working at the diner, and but she's, she's not in school. She's missing graduation. He says that. Oh, then she's eighteen. Let's say she's eighteen. Then there's no question of age. <laughs> Let's. 
but he's playing the big gig again. Back to the Future. He's playing the under the sea. The dance. enchantment under the sea. <laughs> dance. Under the sea dance. Absolutely. It's a weird decision with the stories. Uh, this, oh, uh, are you kidding me? I'll get her. No, I'll get her. PL is peeing. We'll be right back. Hey, we should probably keep talking about this movie. Yeah. All a right. little pee break there. All right. Uh, yeah. Let's see. So it in they're on Earth. I mean. What else do you want to talk about? It's a weird movie choice to do to put this all on Earth. Uh, to it's your a, point, it's a it's, budget choice. It's, it's got to be budget, I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it's it's just weird. Um, they end up getting so a series of mishaps on Earth. You know, Julie and Kevin get drawn into this conflict. Uh, they make their way back to Eternia and save the day, rescue the sorceress. Wait a minute, we can't skip over. This is a children's <laughs> movie, right? Yeah. How? Fucking well, disgusting! Does Julie's scar, uh, uh, infection from Skeletor's yeah. lightning look? I'm like, oh my god! Right, but it, it's, but an it almost, eight, it's an eighties, but it almost looks movie. cartoonish though. Like it's like it's big, like green, like blisters. Oh, boils. Did not care for it, and also you know, casual swearing in kids movies. Holy shit! It's yeah, PG. but still, well, it's a it's, shit a P- would, it's not a kids movie. It's it would have been a PG thirteen today. Mm, no, Did those all two things. Shit. No. Those two things? No. Yeah. No, because that wound didn't look realistic. It looked cartoonish. I... Gross, but cartoonish. Ugh, so gross. I do want to point out my favorite line in the whole movie. Skeletor... Tell me about the loneliness of good, He-Man. Is it equal to the loneliness of evil? <gasps> That's a good line. There's, he's got a lot of good lines. There's another line... So let's, let's talk about let's, let's, let's talk, talk about, about Skeletor versus all He-Man. the awesome things that Skeletor does in this movie. <laughs> so very interestingly, he does not he does not want He Man dead. He wants him to be a slave. He, he wants him broken, right? He doesn't want to make a martyr. He specifically right. says he I knows don't want to make a martyr him, of him. Right? Yeah, Skeletor's smart. On Earth, Skeletor's forces basically have the gang mm-hmm. trapped. Skeletor uses that leverage to get He Man to surrender. And oddly, the gang is left behind, and Skeletor even acknowledges this. Otherwise, big gaping hole in his plan that as long as they're alive, He-Man will honor his word and remain Skeletor's slave. Sure. Uh, and he intends, of course, to humiliate He-Man to show the people of Eternia that he, Skeletor, is supreme. So when Skeletor captures He-Man in that scene yep. and his what looks like a uh, ripoff of the throne room from Return of the Jedi, yeah. is slowly lowering back down. Did we need it to lower? I mean... It's like a good seven seconds of it just lowering down. Like, are we just padding this fucking movie? They spent a lot of money on that forklift behind the set piece. (laughs) They're going to use it. Are Evelyn and Skeletor fucking? There's one scene where Evelyn is reporting in after they've retreated. He's like touching her face. It's a little bit uncomfortable. But then when other people walk in, she gets up real quick. I'm like, okay, either... Is she Miss Tessbacher? Maybe. She's kind of got a Miss Tessbacher vibe. Well, right? when th- when they first get Grayskull in the beginning, she's like, Grayskull belongs to us. No. Me. Yeah. God, he's so good in this movie. He's so good. So there's a line, the timer is ticking, right, through this uh-huh. whole event. Basically, Some sort if, of, what is it? Uh, it? The moon. But it's not a, well, somebody says a parsec, which I thought was hilarious. Oh, the, the, the chrono, chrono. Chrome, yeah, there's a chrome. Yeah. Metrons are distance. Mm-hmm. And then there's a chromids or something, some yeah. reference to a time. Blah, blah, blah. But there's I'm basically this like lunar event happening, and the great eye will open mm-hmm. in gr- Grayskull. And at that point, Skeletor can actually get the power of Grayskull. Yeah. So he's in the throne room. This happens, and we get what I think is a nod to 
battle armor Skeletor. Sure. Which was enough. Mixed with Liberace. Mixed with <laughs> Liberace was gay. Who knew? Who knew? Didn't see that coming. The golden armor, like now all of a sudden he can fire lasers out of his eyes, basically takes us down to this throne room battle. Battle armor Skeletor versus He-Man who has reclaimed his sword, which almost like in an offhand line we learn is the sword of Grayskull. Mm-hmm. Uh, which apparently is inserted into this lock next to the throne, and that's what's necessary for Skeletor to get the power. So if stuff that, just it, gets slapped together. But if that's if, if that's the thing that opens the great eye, why is He-Man just using it to fight with? It should be like Wonder Woman's armor in fucking Wonder Woman. It should be in a throne room, protected, you know, protected, sure. and shown like here's you know. It should have been something that he stole before they left. Or the sorceress gave it, like, yeah. you know. He man, go to this place. Yeah, Here's sure. the, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Not, again, none of this makes sense. And, and then you, you keep coming back to, oh, it was just a line of toys. Sure. Okay. That, that <laughs> makes per- perfect sense. Perfect example of that. When Strickland uses the, uh, the, the cosmic the key. key. You mean Detective Lubick? That's uh, Strickland. <laughs> and he's looking there and, and he's looking at it. He's all like, oh, my God. That's amazing. Oh, and he's like completely flabbergasted. Really well done. He then walks into the next scene with Robert Duncan Neal and is just like, so where'd you get this thing? Like yeah. he, I'm like, was this shot later? And he didn't, <laughs> it's the only, it's just. It, it's a, it's it. a horrible movie. Um, there are some nice moments. Kevin's freak out after he gets the truth collar taken off. Yeah. Kevin, these are my friends. Your, your friends? Julie, look, will somebody tell me what the hell is going on here? Huh? I mean, all of a sudden, these creatures come in and start to beat the crap out of them. listen to me. The natural reaction to if He-Man and Skeletor ended up on Earth, I would just be like, the fuck is happening? (laughs) So we do get the iconic line from the cartoon, I have the power, Mm -hmm. but delivered, it is He-Man who delivers it, Mm -hmm. when he reclaims his sword from the throne. Is it I have the power, or is it Yeah, yeah. To both of those, yes. Uh, so Skeletor fights He Man with his goat staff. Yeah, so right? we got a little so we got a little sword versus staff action. But then when he loses the power, he pulls out a sword. I'm like, he, motherfucker, why weren't you using that in the fight? Well, yeah, so super powered Skeletor uses his staff. Right. When he loses that, then presume Oh, because the the staff must be more powerful, but He Man shatters the staff. That's what causes Skeletor to lose, lose the, the battle armor. Yep. So that must be his backup weapon. And if I remember correctly, because again, I had Skeletor too, the original one. I believe Skeletor came with the blue version of He-Man's sword. Purple. And the, oh, was it purple? Yep. Purple. And, He-Man's and was red. Yeah, it was literally the same mold. No, He-Man w- uh, was gray, I thought. Red. The original was red, and then they uh, second, the battle armor He-Man had a gray one. Oh, I seem to remember. Or strike that reverse. Reverse it, it yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't really. Does it? Does it matter? No. Nope. So it matters about as much as the plot of this. The plot of this movie. We've got this great clash again, kind of echoing themes of Star Wars: the Luke versus Vader lightsaber duel, Mm -hmm. where they're kind of shot like not silhouette. We can see them, but like in profile. It's the bottom part of the poster to Return of the Jedi. Yeah, it's literally. It's literally the poster. It's the bottom. I'm like. George Lucas is going to sue your fucking ass. And then what happens to Skeletor? How is he defeated? Wait a minute. Before we get there, we do have to talk about that. It's clear they ran, they ran out of money. Okay. And then they just hung some stage lights on a in a sound stage. <laughs> like, yeah, we're totally still in the throne room. Yeah, we're totally. No, no, no. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, 
Skeletor, how does how does just Keenan kick him? What what does he do to fall down the Death Star chute? I don't. I'll be honest with you. I don't, I don't remember, remember, and I don't care. But, but oh my god, I my note is Skeletor falling so so many things wrong. The, so he's screaming. All, his mouth is closed. His he without the hood looks ridiculous. Right, like the bare skull looks ridiculous. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, so there's some visual effects that didn't hold up then and don't hold up now. So the the disc riders, the disc riders, which look like the guys from uh, from Highlander Two: The Quickening. <laughs> yeah. What was the planet? Z- Zardoz? No, Zardoz was Zardoz is Zardoz. Yeah, yeah. Oh, something like that because it's a mixed. Uh, or am I just conflating Zardoz with this? It depends on Zeist. What, the planet Zeist, Zeist. Zeist. is definitely Zeist. a Z. Yeah. And they look like well, the Zeist Riders. Depends and, on what version of Highlander 2 the right, Quickening the, you watch. The theatrical release, the Zeist Riders. Right. Uh, and that's how He-Man flies in the flying disc. So Joe talked about the flying disc. Though Those sequences look horrible. It's very clear. They just took a picture of Dolph Lundgren kind of haunching on it. And then they just matted it through the scene yeah he, there's it, no movement to his body if this was a smarter like- movie i would say it was a subtle nod to the he-man toy because the he-man toy always stood kind of saddled out he, and well he was only articulated at the hip and at the shoulder and, the, and, and yeah he didn't have hip. elbow or hand articulation yeah but you know what i mean like, oh i think his and it, waist yeah moved. he could yeah and he could turn his waist but yeah. you know what i mean like the way he stood looks very looks similar like, oh yeah that's if this was a smarter movie i'd be like oh they're totally giving a nod to the crappy toys yeah it, nope. but nope. it's you know the action the, the the effects there look so bad it looks like bad tv action some of the fu- the fighting with Dolph Lundgren, which it looks like Dolph is doing a lot of his fighting. Uh, it is ninety five, or maybe all. It's it's a lot. Is him? Is him? Yeah, and it's just it. Throughout the movie, I kept thinking this looks like a bad TV show. Sure, it's a low I mean, budget TV show. One oh nine thirty seven. Another visual cue for yeah. the army. Uh, he man, they're getting Julie and all them up onto the roof. Yeah. <laughs> he oh, man's yes. sword gets caught. It falls off, but then it's there the next scene. I'm like, uh, guys, yeah, come it's, the fuck on. All right, so Skeletor falls down the pit. Falls down the Pal- pit. Palpatine. Yeah. Uh, the, the sorceress is is freed. She's youthful again because she had withered, which was which was cool, but they, they didn't address it. Like, all of a sudden, just... They just say she's losing power. Right, right. That's it. The end. Yeah. Um, but how does that power what? come back? Because... What it what the way she's losing power is Skeletor is taking it. Sure. So they're saying Skeletor died, but from the end credit scene we know he's still alive. Oh, wait. so I did not follow through to an end credit scene. Oh my god, there's an end credit scene. Well, I'm gonna go back and watch it. We'll watch it. You know what? Fuck it. We'll watch it right now. It's on my phone. Uh, okay. It's on. It's on Amazon. Is that where you watch? You watch this on? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Oh yeah. I didn't pay. <laughs> yeah. You didn't pay real money for no, that. God no. Here's the end. Canon films. And then there's the water. I'll be back. So they stole. They, they stole, stole Arnold's, Arnold's line. line. How fucking dare and they? And also, do you think Langella saw that freeze frame where they're like, like, there wasn't a better place to freeze them? <laughs> that's so unsettling the yeah, way he looks. That's. Yeah. So since Skeletor is alive, yep. because they was they had already started working on a sequel. 
I, and then this movie tanked, and like, oh, sequel's gone. gone, and canon went under, like, a year or two later? So I think, so it they imply, and I'm trying to remember if they actually say it, they imply that you basically have to be, almost like Skull is a place of power in the universe, mm-hmm. and you have to be, like, controlling it, like, essentially controlling it. But how it. does, how does the... Or they just go, why are we trying to figure this? Fuck that. Okay. Not all the Earthlings go back to Earth. Strickland stays. Lubick stays. And in the most ridiculous throne, he's in native Eternian garb. He's He's like Toga. He's like, why am I going back? I got a great view. I got... uh, I live in a castle. I live in a castle. I got a beautiful woman. (laughs) It is the most... And I want to be like, who is she? Yeah. When did you meet this native woman? So... Julie and Kevin are going back. And Wilbur says, I can send you back to any place in time. And they're like, no, I'm good. I'm like, hang on. Julie's parents died, what, six months ago? Sure. That would be the first thought in my head. Oh, send me back six months. But, but nope. She waits until they're halfway through the boom tube, and she doesn't actually say it. Like, But all of a sudden, she seems to have a change of heart. Right. Halfway through the boom tube, and she's like, wait, Gwildor, send us back. And then they go through the whole thing. How but, does Gwildor know? How do, uh, I, listen? Mm-hmm. I, we're not listen. We're not. Di- we're not. We're not mm-hmm. going that deep. So she wakes up in her bedroom. In we're not going the, that deep with boob tubes. <laughs> <laughs> with the worst nightgown I've ever seen. Like comically, it would be something like out of an SNL sketch where they're trying to show how pure someone is. It, it's an it's an Aunt May nightgown. It's so. It's how does she even get it on? High necked. And it the looks buttons un- are in the back. Yeah. How is that comfortable to sleep in? So of course she comes downstairs. Her parents are alive. Gwildor uh-huh. has sent her back to the the day her parents die. And of course she doesn't allow them to take the plane to Catalina. She takes the keys to the and plane and out. maps. Yeah. And Kevin remembers too. There was this little like the gem that they were given that as yeah. long as they have this, they'll always have a piece of Eternia. It's the it's the end of the never ending story. It's the last yeah. piece of uh, <laughs> Fantasia. Got it. And it closes in the the light show that, that the fucking cosmic key let off goes. Then Castle Grayskull shows up behind, and then He Man once again mumbles <laughs> and movie. Right. That was a shit movie that, that was, we were suffering yeah, through. Yeah, it was bizarre. Oh, okay. motherfucker. All right, let's uh, let's go through some after stuff here. What All do right. we got? Listen, before we do that, when we get to the helmet, if we don't pull a good movie, I'm Should- going to Asgard, and I'm having a word with fucking <laughs> Odin. I'm tired of this. Yeah, we've had a... Th- yeah, these last two have been really rough. And also, on the Patreon, the other one that we recorded during this was a fucking fantastic movie. It really was, yeah. All right, Todd, where's your MVP? You know, it's not He-Man, because he doesn't do very much. It's got to be Frank Langella. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Casey, who is your favorite character? Skeletor. <laughs> Come on. Uh, um, Lubick. Strickland? Yeah. He's just playing, but he's no, just... No, you're right, you're right. He's no, just I'm playing gonna, Strickland. You're right, no, you're right. So not, yeah, favorite character, I don't I don't care. Like, I, you know what the real problem is? I don't care. Can you just say Skeletor? I'll say Skeletor, he's sure. The, he's the best thing in this movie. Okay, Skeletor. What's the best scene? It's Lubick at the end. Like, all of a sudden, <laughs> like, he's gone from, why do, what do I got back there? And now he's gone full native. It's, uh-huh. it's Lubick uh, there at the <laughs> thrones. You know what? I, as as much as we made fun of it earlier, it's Gwildor with the cow. Because I'm just like, what is the purpose behind the scene? Who decided it would be funny to put Billy Barty next to this cow just going, moo? Moo? <laughs> That's fair. Moo. 
Casey, what is one scene you would cut? Uh, let's see. It would be when the voiceover starts <laughs> at the beginning of the movie, and then it ends where Skeletor. Dolph Lundgren goes, I am Oh, but you, oh, but you I, keep I, Skeletor, no, I'll be back. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Yeah, just to really confuse people, just <laughs> right. out of pink water, I'll be back. And <laughs> that's it. No, um, you know where I cut? We didn't really spend a whole lot of time on the scene where Evelyn pretends to be the Julie's mom. mother? Yeah. What a, like, first of all, Julie, fuck you. Your boyfriend is in a gun struggle. He's gonna. Well, but we've established that her 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 key motivation is grief over the loss Jesus. of her parents. So yeah. at least it she needs some sense. grief counseling. She does. That's true. Um, also, in that scene, when Strickland's listing, I I hate to go back to the movie, but as a former law enforcement, sure. When he's listing all of the things he's going to jail for, you know, he'd never list the biggest one: threatening the life of an officer. Like there are. Federal crimes that, that he is committing. No, those aren't federal, but that would be but assault. Oh, and personally, an officer is federal, but not. No, those, that's a state crime. Yeah, was that federal? No. Impersonating a, a maybe impersonating a federal, federal agent. officer. Oh, yeah, okay, some yeah. Type, yeah, the, okay, yeah. But impersonating an officer. I mean, they're be... they're serious crimes. But yeah. assault. But w- the ones that he's listing, I'm just like. But assault would encompass pointing the gun at him. That's assault. He doesn't. Does he say assault? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But um, wouldn't it be a separate thing of? Uh, imprisoning uh, li- an officer. Listen, uh, if you want, look. If you're looking for meaning in this movie, good luck. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Well, we'll so cut. there's a weird moment. So, so first of all, watching <laughs> watching Gwildor eat is Ugh. disturbing. But there's this weird scene where so Man at Arms, he's they almost do these things where they almost explore interesting things. Mm-hmm. He clearly is all he's always ready to eat, and he talks about a siege where he went all this time without food. Thirty days, yeah. Right. So. Gwildor uses the claw to get a bucket of, I thought it was fried chicken, but then it looks like they're eating ribs. So the place that she works serves both. Both. Okay. Well, they eat the chicken or ribs, and they're enjoying it until they realize that it's meat. This and used then to be an animal. Tila looks disgusted. Gwildor's like, well, it tastes good. And Man-at-Arms clearly is like, look, I've eaten worse to survive. It was just a weird, odd moment, not helped by the fact that Gwildor eating is repulsive. That scene didn't serve any purpose. Like, get rid of that one. Well, and in that scene, when Tila's like, this used to be an animal, she then proceeds to finish chewing the piece that's in her mouth and swallowing it. I'm like, no, no. You, If you're that disgusted, like, sure. take it as that she's a vegetarian or Eternian. Almost are. like they, yeah, they don't eat animals. Yeah. A vegetarian that's served meat by accident is going to spit it out. Yeah. 100% every time. Sure. So get rid of that scene. Yep. Okay. So, Todd, as if we really have to ask this question, who's the actor having the most it's fun? Frank Langella. It's Frank Langella. 100%. Frank Langella, thank you so much yep. for making this tolerable to but watch. But to your point, I'd watch a Skeletor movie. Yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. This Skeletor. This Skeletor, yeah. Well, you know what? I'd probably watch an old cartoon Skeletor movie, too, because he was funny then, too. He was funny. He man. All right. So, yeah. And actually, that was one of Joe's complaints, was that the his it voice was the, too low. Bah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so IMD 5.4, or 54%, 5.4 out of 10. Casey, what do you give this movie? I give it a 5.4. <laughs> Not a 54, yeah. 5.4%. 5. Yeah, that's, yeah there's, there's almost nothing redeemable. I'm, because here. that 5% all goes to Frank Langella. Yeah, yeah I'm okay with that, 5%, yep. yeah. Uh, so a 0.5 on the, uh, <laughs> on the uh, 10 point scale. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, Dad's Breakdown. Well, obviously. I, Joe, Joe watched a pe- yeah, piece of this. If he had come downstairs, he clearly would have watched the whole thing. The Bean watched here and there, but every time had a quizzical look of what's happening in this movie now. So yeah, no, I I, I don't think it, 
show them if you really want to show them he-man show them the old filmation animated series or the one that you're going to let me borrow i'm sure is better than this yeah, yeah like yeah. or show hey you know what you are showing something like this show them fucking star wars yeah, that's right. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and you'll enjoy it more. All right, so Casey, that brings us to an exciting time. And now it's time to pick the next movie from Thor's Helmet. It's my turn, right? It is. Fuck. All right, so Casey, listen, I drew this mon- I'll take credit. I drew that monstrosity, and I'm sorry. So why don't you show me how much so better you scared. are by pulling something good here. All right, I'm going to reach down deep. Yes. <laughs> Phrasing. Oh, oh it's we- a good one. Oh, what do we got? A series we haven't visited since season one. Oh. X-Men 2. X-Men United. Oh, interesting. Okay. That is good. Listen. First of all, it's better than either one of these. Like, X-Men The Last Stand is better than this movie. You are 100% correct. X-Men 2 is a great movie. I'm very excited to rewatch this movie. All right. Let's go watch the trailer. Okay. Doesn't it ever wake you in the middle of the night? The feeling that someday they will pass that foolish law and come for you and your children. Take you all away. Does indeed. I feel a great swell of pity for the poor soul who comes to that school. Looking for trouble. What's happened to you? Don't you remember? You should have killed me when you had the chance! You should kill him, Bobby! No! No! Welcome, Professor. You haven't told him about his past. Who is he? I can't remember. Sometimes anger can help you survive. That's oh my god! I cannot that's, wait. That's a fun. I'm excited for this one. All right, I don't have to go visit Asgard. This is this <laughs> is a good right, choice. That's right. So we're using IMDb for our movie ratings. You want uh-huh. to take a guess at it? This has got to be in the high 80s, low 90s. X Men Two, X Men United from 2003. Oh, Jesus. 7.4. What? 7.4. Say again. What? Now, listen, to be fair, 2003, it's five years before the first Iron Man movie. Um, it's not, you know, they, how they've not mastered the superhero movie that um, that really Marvel Studios does. Can you do me a favor? Sure. Can you look up X-Men 1 and X-Men 3? I want to see what they're on IMDb. Sure. Just, I may need to, Jay and Silent Bob, go across the country and beat the shit out of people. <laughs> okay. Uh, X-Men 1, 7.4. What the fuck? I swear to God, if X Men Three has a higher rating, I'm gonna. Kiss How them. could it? Six point seven. It that's. Uh, what is what was X Men Two? Seven point four. So five. Uh, so. If we're turning this seven point seven point seven seven tenths of a point higher on a ten point scale. I'm I'm so mad right now. Not I'm sorry. Not seven. Not seven tenths. Yeah, seven tenths of a. Yes. God damn this movie. Yeah, it's... God damn you people. Come on. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> right. I'm excited for this. Yeah, this I, is, this is gonna I'm going to go right ahead and say right now, that's criminally low. 
This movie is excellent. I remember but it's been it, a while. I remember when it came out. I remember how excited I was, and I remember being happy with it. Hey, Casey, mm-hmm. we've got a great movie to watch next time. <laughs> so we'll have to figure out when that is because uh, you're ramping up in production here. Three for weeks. Second, so, right? I'm not freaking out at all. No, no. And which means six weeks till that mustache gets to go. <laughs> <laughs> I have the reverse Logan. You, you do. It's, and it's not. A, well, I guess the reverse Logan would just be a goatee, but. Uh, I have equally yeah. ridiculous yeah. facial hair that poor Hugh Jackman had to walk yeah, around. Yeah. So, 100%. Hugh Jackman, I feel your pain. That's right. <laughs> All right. Todd, where can people find you on social media? Should you, they wish to find you, and should you wish to be found? Sure. Come on in. I write about a variety of topics, both geeky and non. Although a friend of mine just pointed out to me this past week that I've not written much lately. Yeah. I try to explain that. You're a, a little my, busy with a new job. Yeah, and my, a lot of my creative juices really go towards the podcast more, but I yeah. but I am aware of that, and I do have some stuff I'm, I'm thinking about, so I'll, I'll get back to it pretty soon. But uh, go check out my website, which is tmpinsyr.com, or Instagram and Twitter with the handle at tmpinsyr. Casey, where can you be found on the interwebs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? <laughs> on Twitter, not Ryan Casey. On Instagram, not dot Ryan Casey. You can also email us. But honestly, it's just me. At superpodherocast at gmail.com because... Only Cap writes letters. Tony. Now, uh, we've got a couple other pages you should go check out. We've got a website we're not doing much with. we got to figure out if we want to do something with that. But tsphc.com. It's got the movie Mm -hmm. list there. Yeah. Um, That's pretty much all it's It's all we're doing for right now. Yeah. Facebook.com slash superpodherocast. Mm -hmm. It's got a lot of stuff, which is really anything that kind of hits our radar. It's not just our podcast. Um, but certainly kind of the geek space that we occupy. Or uh, if you really want to go deeper on the Superpod Hero cast, head over to patreon.com slash TSPHC, which is where our Patreon supporters are enjoying a variety of bonus content. So right before this episode, we did about a 10-minute bit on some news that came out uh, yesterday. A 10-minute blurb, not a bit. We weren't just doing bits. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> a 10-minute uh, little blurb. Related to the news around Spidey rejoining the Marvel Universe and oh, our thoughts around that. Yes. Um, also, by the time this comes out, uh, our first Patreon episode of season two will have dropped. This will be in November, so first two. This will be in November? Yeah, because. Uh, yeah, but November is the next month for. Right. Because we did so September. Our first two November. will be up. Well, it may not be, though, by the time. It'll be close. Okay. So at least one, maybe two of our Patreon. <laughs> Uh, that's bonus all, episodes. That's all saying just like that. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so season one of Patreon, which came out in our second season of our, our main episodes. Yeah. Um, season one, our, we had a theme, which was holiday-themed mo- movies. Mm-hmm. See, We wanted to change up that theme for our second season. Mm-hmm. So we've started that the first episode. So our theme for season two is? Oh, you've never heard of that? Oh, uh, no, shit. That's <laughs> that's the Never Heard of It podcast. Give them a little plug. Oh, sure. Uh, oh, you haven't seen that? Exactly. So we have this conversation all the time. It'll be a movie that one of us has seen and usually loves, mm-hmm. and the other one hasn't even seen. We can never Deer in the headlight it. look of, I don't know what you're talking about with that movie. So our theme for, for this season of Patreon yeah. is known and unknown. Right. right yeah. It's a movie one of us has seen, the other one hasn't. We'd, our first one was The Prestige, a movie that anytime someone talks about how great, because I love Batman, how great the Christopher Nolan Batman movies are, my general response is, yeah, yeah, they're great. Have you seen The Prestige? Batman versus Wolverine. Who oh doesn't love God. that? And it's a hey, Holy, and hey, we're going to do Wolverine We're going to do Wolverine yeah. next. Yay. Uh, yeah, so we did that as, a, as the premiere. Yeah. So in November, so it'll be either 
before this episode drops or right around it. But in mm-hmm. November, episode two of the Patreon uh, special series will, comes out. Which we so still don't know what, I don't know what that you is. You don't. Yet. So we're flip-flopping. <laughs> Do we put it here? At, why don't we put it here and at, on the Patreon episode? Because this will be a teaser for people that are hearing this for them to go listen to see what it is. Sure. Why don't you uh, tell me what the movie is? Yeah. We, okay. So, Casey. It? So, so, oh, God, so you pick the Prestige. I'd never seen it. <laughs> so, I'm picking movie number two, and it's a movie that the honestly the first time you told me you'd never seen it, I was, uh, I was really stunned. Rocky. You motherfucker! I thought you were gonna do this. <laughs> Wait a minute. So you're gonna you're gonna take away my embargo? Yes, folks. Casey has never seen the movie Rocky. I've seen a boxing movie. I That's kn- all you need. I know. That's my reaction too. I can't believe he's seen it. Can you believe that? So we're gonna take care of that in November. We're gonna watch Rocky and talk <laughs> about it. <laughs> I've been waiting. I, knew I, I I the other day I was thinking about this in um, on my drive. I'm like. He's gonna fucking pick Rocky. I know he's gonna do it. But he's just gonna be like embargo, schmimbargo. You're gonna love uh, Rocky. So if you're All not, right. so we're temporarily n- lifting my embargo. That's right. The embargo will go back into effect once this movie's over. Don't fucking come at what? me with your Bronsons, with your fucking. I've seen what if Million Dollar Baby. What if this movie's so good it makes you rethink your embargo? Nope. Embargo is going back into effect. Okay. Actually, you've seen right. one. Boxy movie, you've seen them all. Okay, all right, audience, don't worry, we'll we'll take care of this. So, w- why don't you why don't you join us over at patreoncom tsphc You'll unlock Rocky and a whole bunch of other movies. Motherfucker, yeah, and uh, <laughs> as well as a bunch of stuff, but uh, a bunch of levels there. So go check it out. Hey, Casey. Yeah. Hey, we had fun. <laughs> we sure did. All right, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> All right, uh, so that was a movie. That was a movie. And we're going to be on a much better movie next time. Yes, we will. All right, so. Two in a row, yeah. Two in a row? Well, I I almost had to do that. One and maybe two in a row. We'll see. Panic. All right. Uh, So that'll do it for the Super Pod Hero Cast for this week. For Todd Panic, I'm Casey Ryan. For Casey Ryan, I'm Todd Panic. And I've been your moderator, Bob Brown. Be Be heroic. Oh, hello. Hello. And welcome to the Super Pod Hero Cast. Guys with beers talking about movies with capes. Episode 43. 44, right? Yeah. Isn't it? God I thought damn I did the it. Math. We were doing so well. We were for the five seconds we were in it. <laughs> we had a good, clean five seconds. Yeah. So I've been out in Hartford a lot at uh-huh. the home office. Um, That's me. Okay. Sorry. Uh-huh. Yep. It's all right. Do you need to say it? No, it's the bean. She, okay. She has Skype now. Go ahead. And, it's totally fine. No, she's just. Oh no, it's someone calling me. Oh, oh, it's Ohio. I don't think it's my job. Okay, <laughs> got it. Um, and one of those uh, Stitcher Premium episodes that I listened to, Green Lantern. Just to really? tie in. Oh my god! Oh, okay. What a pile of crap! I might have to do a Stitcher yeah. free trial. Yeah, and get a whole bunch of them. Okay, uh, let's see. Yeah, I think let's just rip this bandaid off and talk about this movie. Well, oh. Hey, no, that brings us to, uh, so since we are, Guys, wait, wait, let me do that okay. again. <laughs> Did you see the picture? Uh, there's a guy, Barrett Digital. I've shared stuff of his before with us. He does like, what would they look like in this costume? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see the one he did if Rosenbaum was actually going to be in the crisis? Oh, no. I did see Brandon, or you That's shared real. That's, That's real. That's from the, yeah, oh my God. It's Kingdom Come. He does look like Holy, I mean, I mean they're not being secretive. He's still too young, and he's not. 
Like I feel like the Kingdom Come Superman looks a little bulkier. He's pretty. They 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 padded, but, he, but him. like yeah yeah. But uh, but I listen. I, mean, no, I think it looks good. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. According to that woman's entire presentation, <laughs> that teacher has seen some shit. Let's go talk about how we podcast. <laughs> What the fuck? Hang oh, on. Hold on. I can tighten that. Hold on. Yes. That's, that's that. Oh, boy. Are you going to tighten it with your boom tube? Yeah, I think that'll uh, bring us to the end here. Let's so, uh, Tom, wrap this up. Yeah. Who? Uh, fuck. That's not what we say. Yeah. No. no. God damn it.